you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome listeners to this FA Vars special edition of the Toolstation Western League podcast. My name's Ian Knockholds and in this episode we look back at the FA Vars fifth round matches featuring our very own Bradford Town and Melksham Town. Um, it was a weekend of highs and lows. Um, first of all, Bradford had the huge task of travelling to the tournament favourites, Mask United, whilst Melksham enjoyed the opportunity of a home tie against Tring Athletic. Melksham, of course, triumphed 2-1 and have drawn Thatcham Town in the quarterfinals of this year's competition. I'm delighted that uh, we managed to speak to Kieran Baggs about his thoughts, not only on that game, but also on um, their opponents in the next round. But we start this special edition of the podcast by having a chat with an old friend of the podcast. It's Danny Greaves, of course, the Bradford Town manager. And he gives his reflections on that momentous Vars run, which sadly had to come to an end in the north of Yorkshire. Well, I'm delighted to welcome to the Toolstation Western League podcast an old friend. It's Danny Greaves, the manager of um, Bradford Town. Danny, I am. Um, I, I was hoping that we'd get a chance to speak. Uh, it would be a, it would be a happier occasion, but unfortunately, your your dream of a Wembley final ended at Mask. Yeah, that's right. Um, very very disappointed, obviously, to to be out of the competition is uh, um, a great competition to be involved in, and um, we we. Ultimately, delighted to get as far as we did. Um, equal in the club, club record, getting to the last 16. Um, I think over 600 clubs entered the competition at the start, and, and to be uh, to be part of a group of 16 clubs that were left in it um, was a great achievement for the for the for the players and the clubs as a whole. Um, but ultimately, um, probably one step too far on Saturday. Well, you were travelling to the favourites for the competition, and from what I can gather on Twitter, I, I tried to keep up with your uh, progress on Twitter. It, it seemed like that the hosts did start very strongly. Yeah, I think um, I think when you, when you get into the to the later stage of this competition, you need a, you need a little bit of luck with the with the draw. Obviously, if you're going to win it, you've got to be you've got to beat the best sides of the competition, and, and there's no very timid mask. For me, probably one of the one of the strongest sides in the competition. They're certainly the strongest side that we've played um, since I've been at the club in the last two years by far. Um, so so credit to them. Um, but we all the way through the competition, really, we had we had tough draws and tough tough away journeys. Um, so we uh, we weren't getting any luck in the draw. And I think if you're gonna if you're gonna progress to the late stage, you do need that little bit of luck, um, some home draws maybe teams, some lesser teams lower down in, in, in their respective leagues and um, which which um, you, you, you need that little bit of luck if you're going to progress but like I say you've got to go and beat those top teams if you're going to go and win the competition and uh, like I said just one one step too far with uh, with Mars they were they were a really strong outfit um, really uh, really well drilled well organised and, and by far the best team that we've played in the last two years and I'd be very very surprised if they don't go on and, uh, and go, go far into the competition and, and reach, reach, the, reach the final As I mentioned before you did um, um, they start mask started strongly but um, you did seem to come back into it as the as the game went on look at looking back on it are you disappointed that you were that you didn't get a uh, that you didn't manage to get on the score sheet or was it was it really a, a, you know quite an uphill struggle for you and your boys 
I think in, in, in all fairness, it was, uh, it was an uphill struggle. Um, we actually started the game quite well in the first five, five ten minutes. It was, uh, it was one of those, it was, it was really end-to-end. Um, and obviously both teams hadn't, hadn't played for a number of weeks, and you could see that was taking its toll on, the, on, on both sides after the first ten minutes, because it was a, a really entertaining end-to-end game. But I think they, they soon got to grips with it and, and, and controlled, uh, controlled large parts of the game after that. And um, they got a goal uh, probably after about half an hour, which um, if we could have just dug in and just seen it out and, and got in at half-time at 0-0 where we made a couple of changes, um, a couple of tweaks to, to our to our system, um, I think it possibly could have been a different game. Um, we, we made a few changes at half-time, come out in the second half and straight away conceded a sucker punch, which uh, kind of knocks the stuff out of you, but in a funny way, it made us it made us relax a little bit. Um, I mean, we, we went on and played some, played some pretty decent stuff in the second half, but I also think um, with them being 2-0 up, they probably took their foot off the pedal a little bit. Um, so, I think in, in reflection, we, we got what we deserved on the day, but there's no, no disgrace in, in losing to that side. And of course, it was a, it was a fascinating day out for your supporters. Um, I mean, can we have a word from you on, on what it was like to get the support that you did coming all the way from um, Bradford on Avon all the way up to North Yorkshire? Yeah, once again, it's absolutely fantastic. The, the support that we got, we, um, we travelled up on the Friday night on the coach and there were a large number of supports on the coach. Um, we, we got to a hotel in, in Leeds and again we met, met some more fans in, who had travelled up to the hotel in Leeds. Um, and then when we got to the ground there were another another party of uh, fans who had gone straight to the, straight to the ground on the, on the Saturday. I think all in all we had close to 100 supporters who travelled 300 miles up to, up to Mask and um, even, even after defeat, after the game in the bar till, till half past six, close to seven o'clock, it was packed with Bradford supporters um, singing and, and they were a credit, credit to the club again and um, I think they all, all really enjoyed the occasion and the club as a whole, have, I think, have um, done, done themselves in the county and the league, the league proud. Absolutely, Danny. I mean, the fairy tale has, has come to an end, um, but um, it was a great credit to the league and, of course, a great credit to the club and I'm sure that the supporters will be looking forward to another adventure um, next season. One final question for you. Um, You mentioned how strong masks were. One of the interesting things about the VARs is that, of course, it does pit sides ostensibly at the same level of football, the same tier of football across the country. But given your experience, where would you put the standard that masks were at? I mean, we were, you know, obviously we're familiar with the tool station um, um, Western League, but, but, I mean, are we talking about a side that would be comparable with perhaps the Southern League or maybe even higher? I, yeah, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to, to, to other leagues, um, but, but they were certainly, certainly very strong. And, and as I said previously, they were by far the strongest side that we've played in, in the last two years. I, I personally think they would hold their own in, in the league above, if not the Southern Prem. Um, and I know it's, you shouldn't talk about budgets, but in terms of in terms of the money that some of the money that, that goes around in that Northern League is probably comparable to Southern Southern Prem. Um, they love their football up north and they get decent support and um, they're passionate about it and people put their money into the clubs and um, they would they would certainly hold their own in, uh, in the Southern Prem and um, I would, like I said I 
I'd be very, very surprised if they didn't go away. Um, the Northern League traditionally have, have sides who, who go on and, and compete. Morpeth um, won it a couple of years ago. They're top of that league. I think South Shields and North Shields have traditionally been, been up there. So, um, yeah, credit to them. Um, it, it was a, it was a tough, tough game against a very strong outfit. Danny, well, well, credit to you, um, um, not least for all of the heroics you did. Of course, you, you actually played a part in, um, in Saturday's game because you were once again called to, to don the goalkeeping gloves. So um, um, you're a manager who, who puts his money where his mouth is. But um, more importantly, to do this interview, we are speaking to you from Miami. So the only question I can possibly ask is, has your heroics in this year's VARS led to a call from Mr David Beckham? <laughs> Yeah, I think he needed. Uh, he think he needed some water boys or water boys or some ball boys for his uh, for his new team over in Miami. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm over. I'm over here with, with a, a bit of business. So, um, nice, nice to get away a bit of sun, um, and then I'll be back for for, for next week. And it's important that we, uh, as a as a team, we get back down to work straight away, and and hopefully don't let this um, affect our affect our league form. We've got the big game against Bridport, and we want to try and try and kick on in the league and keep our push for that. Uh, that top end of the table so so that's the priority now and um, I think lastly I'd just like to wish all of the remaining eight teams left in the Vaz um, all the very best like I said earlier 600 clubs or, or so enter the competition eight remaining uh, it's, it's an absolutely amazing achievement for everybody left in the competition and I wish all the clubs all the, all the best Danny thank you very much for your time we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's uh... a hand. Yes, it's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah, I've selected paints, cables, sealant, and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand, and it's ready to collect in twenty minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. I'm delighted to welcome to the Toolstation Western League podcast Kieran Baggs, the Welshman manager. Kieran, congratulations for what was a historic victory um, against Tring Athletic on Saturday. You must be absolutely delighted. Yeah, I, um, I was ecstatic after the game, as you can imagine. You know, it's all sort of gone real fast over the, over the weekend to create history um, for the club again and to get through to, to the quarterfinals um, you know I was, I was laid up for everyone involved and the, the supporters come out in their in their drones to, to support the club as they always do and it was um, it was a brilliant brilliant day it certainly was. I was fortunate enough to be there myself. Obviously, every week we talk about the huge crowds that Melksham are able to entertain um, in the Western League. But by even by your own standards, the support was absolutely phenomenal. Did that add pressure to your players on the day? Uh, no, it doesn't add pressure to us. I think it, it, it almost adds pressure and a little bit intimidate, intimidation from the other team coming into it. There's, there's no one else around that's used to playing in front of that sort of number other than Melchior. So, you know, it's almost like coming into the Lions' den to, to the away side. So, to have so many there, it, it, it really does add a massive, massive boost for, for, for myself and for, for the players as well. Well, if, if uh, the crowd was one thing to contend with, the other thing you had to contend with going into Saturday's um, game was um, the, the tag of favourites. Um, this was something that I discussed with Kerry Miller in our preview to the game, and um, it's difficult some, at this stage of, of the Vars to compare um, one lower league side with, a, with another because we don't necessarily know a great deal about the leagues 
in which they play. I was a bit nervous about, about putting all the pressure on you as, as favourites, but did you feel, as manager, that with the home advantage and with the fact that Tring hadn't been in the best of form in the league, um, uh, that you, you were favourites going into the game? Yeah, I mean, anyone that's at home at this stage of the competition, even in the last round, I think will go in as slight favourites, just because, you know, like you said, no one really knows that much about each other. But, you know, I don't mind being favourites as long as the, long as the boys produce the result like, like we did on Saturday, because you know what it's like up and down the country in all sorts of different competitions, that there's going to be an up, upset and an underdog's going to win at some point, at somewhere. I just want to, want it to be outfield on Saturday. So there's so many variables, aren't there, to games like this? How well the other side's travelled, you know, whether they're up for the game, whether, they've, um, whether they're in good form going into the game. You got off to an absolutely fantastic start on, on Saturday. You must have been absolutely delighted. I mean, you were 2-0 you were up within the half hour. Did you have a cigar on? Well, I didn't, and I never do until the game's done. But I think... We, we had a game plan and we stuck to that perfectly for 15 minutes. Set plays I knew they were vulnerable from, from the report I got from, from my scout, Darren. So I, I made sure that the corners, long throws, everything was piled into the box very early. And we went very, very direct to Gary, which, which paid off. So after 15 minutes, I was like, game plan's in order. Make sure that we stick to it. And unfortunately, you know, we took our foot off the gas for 10 minutes when it got to, to 33, 34 minutes. And it, we gave them an opportunity to, to get back in the game. They played some good football at times, and, and they were they deservedly were in the tie at half-time. So I just had to make sure we had a few, a few um, conversations at half-time to make sure we could get back up to top gear, which fortunately uh, we did for the second half. I, I, I asked that question rather flippantly, really, because um, I was enjoying myself for the first half an hour of, of the game. Um, obviously, you'd gone 2-0 up. I thought this is going to be a, a routine victory. You had a fantastic chance to go 3-0 up as well. Um, and then by the time I sort of made my way to the touchline, a little bit of individual genius from Tring um, put them back at, uh, at 2-1. And, 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 I, and I did wonder whether or not the momentum had turned. It was certainly a different Tring in the second half um, to the one you faced in the first yeah I, I think they they must have just realised at half time that you know they're not going to get a, a get a second chance here so they have to throw it at us but I think if you if you were there Saturday you would have seen that, that we were worthy winners overall I mean they had they probably only had one chance early in the first half where they hit the post from, from a header but also we um, we had the opportunity of uh, going three or four one up. We had we had good chances. Um, Rob Hobbs had another good chance to add to his tally late on. Gary got one tipped over the bar, and we also um, had a couple of chances on set plays. So I was pleased with the overall performance, other than the ten minutes spell in the in the middle of the first half. So over the ninety minutes, I think as I said, we deserved winners, and um, we look forward to uh, look forward to the court finals now. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? When you've got an emotional attachment to the game, it's it's, it's very difficult from the from the support perspective it's all a little bit squeaky bum time but everybody was incredibly relieved to see you get over the line at the end and of course it's given us the opportunity to look ahead to the the next game which I believe is scheduled for February the the 24th the draw has been made and it's a team that isn't a million miles away you could have had to travel a, a lot further in fact actually you don't have to travel at all because you've been drawn at home to Thatcham how, how what's your initial reaction to uh, to that we, we said as a, as a club, the players, myself and, and the board as well, we would have loved another home tie, and, you know, and the, uh, the Velvet Bags have uh, been very kind to us with, with that. 
then you get the other ball that comes up with us and you see Thatcham Town who are unbeaten in 20 games and you think, Jesus Christ, this is, this is what it's going to be. So, you know, we've got to be make sure we are at absolute top level to get anything out of the quarterfinal. They are a very, very good side and you only have to uh, look at their league position, the players that they've got there. They're well known around the, the Hellenic Leagues and we just got to make sure that we prepare right. I'll go down and watch them and, and then it's all down to the boys on the 24th, as you said. It, that is the good news there, isn't it? You don't have to travel to the other side of the country. That actually, is, it's, relatively, it's a relatively easy trip down the M4 um, to get to Thatcham. And of course, um, for people who follow the Southern League, they will have known Thatcham in previous years as a, as a Southern League side. You mentioned their good form. But realistically speaking, this is a tale of two towns that have aspirations to play at a higher level, isn't it? So you, you, in a way, it's, it's a great coming together of those ambitions. It, it will be it will be a fantastic tie, and especially at the at the new Oakfield Stadium. Uh, you know, I I struggle to, to ask anything more from the supporters at the minute. But if they can come back out in in like they did at the at the weekend in the uh, and the, the tie against Tring, and, and, and even maybe even better it for the um, for the faction quarter final tie, then I think we'll um, we'll have a very very good chance. That the, the the boys appreciate the support from from everyone. I think what makes it's so appealing and uh, you can relate to, to Melksham is that it's, it's local Melksham lads being supported by local Melksham people we've got all the youth teams coming up all the way through the senior side and even former players that come up and watch in presidents in everything you can think of the whole of the town we're, we're out there Saturday and if we can do that again I think it'll be a massive advantage and give us a chance of progressing into the semi-finals well, I don't think you've got any anything to worry about when it comes to bettering um, the 1,200 that, that came to the game on Saturday because I think now, particularly with the result um, up at Mask, um, the whole of the Western League is behind you, the whole of the town of Melksham is behind you, the whole of the county of Wiltshire is behind you. I'm sure it's going to be an absolute bumper bumper crowd and uh, we really look forward to this, um, to this fairy tale continuing, Kieran. I really hope it. I hope it continues as as long as it can. And you know, and you can you can almost sort sort of start dreaming of what suits you can buy and things like that. And you know, all those little things that go with it. But I need to remember that it is only the quarterfinals, and we've got a long, long way to go. But I'll make sure the boys are prepared as possible, and hopefully uh, keep flying the flag for the for the county for sure. Congratulations, Kieran. Thank you very much for speaking to us today. 